Good morning, everyone. This is Jeff from the Cyber Pro Podcast, back with another episode about cybersecurity. Hackers never sleep, so let's jump right in. Good morning, Emilio. Good morning. In a few sentences, can you please share with our community a little bit about yourself and what you do? Absolutely. First, thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Emilio Icielo. I am uh, currently a senior cyber intelligence analyst. Uh, I work for an energy multinational. Um, I have worked in the public and private sectors, both government um, and in an industry for approximately 20 years doing cyber intelligence specifically. Um, on the side, I work for, I, I, I write some security blogs and, uh, and do some independent research uh, in my off hours. Excellent. Question number two, can you share with us the most fascinating aspect about being a cyber professional during these, let's just call them crazy times. Absolutely. I, I think the most beneficial part of being a cybersecurity uh, individual, a professional today, is that there's never a dull day. The cyber threat landscape is very diverse and it's always changing. And you know, every morning there's always something new to address. Um, having been in the business for nearly, you know, going on 20 years now, um, you know, I always feel like I am in a constant ever constant uh, state of learning. And, and, and what's good about that is that, you know, on any given day, you, you never feel like your skills are getting stale. You always bring something to the table, something to the fight. Um, so I feel very fortunate as a professional being able to grow uh, with this space that keeps on uh, growing as well. So I never feel like I'm being left behind. Yes, unfortunately, the, the business of threat hacking is growing. Uh, no doubt about that. Uh, excellent. So question number three, we hear that cybersecurity, as you just said, is growing, is a top concern, and honestly, everyone knows it's just getting bigger and quicker and more damaging. So when you hear a comment like that, what does that mean to you? So first, first off, I'd have to say, um, you know, cybersecurity is a model in and of itself. Um, there are so many various components to cybersecurity, hardware, firmware, um, you know, uh, people that work in uh, special, um, you know, the security operations centers, the cyber intelligence and, uh, analysts like myself. It, it's so multifunctional and, and diverse um, that, that it, it really is, um, it can almost be overwhelming. Um, so for, for me, so cybersecurity then starts to say, like, first of all, how much of a, a really collaborative effort it is amongst various different teams of various different disciplines. Um, but to me, it means, you know, really protecting the critical data and systems and processes an organization might have. And like, I'm a humongous proponent of risk management and the need for organizations to really understand what, you know, what's essential to their success and to their operations. Um, and, and then really start, once that understanding is in place, to start to figure out how to uh, develop and design strategies around protecting those because there's not one size fits all. Every organization is different and everyone needs to approach it, it with that light. Um, and, and once you know, these, these strategies are you know, implemented that you know, you've really got to commit to being to practicing ongoing 24 by seven cybersecurity because it, it, in today's world, because everything's growing and, and expanding and, and being uh, attacks becoming more and more frequent, you know, cyber resilience is an ongoing process. So uh, you, you really just can't stop just once you have uh, your, your, your plan in place. You've got to practice it every day. Yeah, very well put. Uh, the, the criminals, the bad guys are getting smarter and faster. We better do the same or better in order to lessen the chances of penetration because we all know that penetration is 
inevitable. Um, so yeah, there you go. Uh, and that, you know, flows perfectly into question number four, the meat of our podcast. Uh, what insights or advice about cyber attribution requiring analytical due diligence in order to lessen the chance of false positives? Ooh, that's a mouthful. Would you like to share with our community? Absolutely. Um, so, the, so this really stems from, again, um, about 20 years doing cyber intelligence analysis and having that really evolve over, over the time period. So when trying to attribute cyber incidents, there's a tendency for analysts to resort to perceptual and cognitive bias. Now we say attribution uh, is difficult and yet you know, so often claims are made that might not have gone, uh, have not have really undergone the analytic rigor that was required to make determinations. Oh, we think country X because that's what country X does. And, and, and I think that's a real misstep. I, I would like more professionals, especially the people that write finished cyber intelligence products to consider other, altern other alternatives um, and show their due diligence before reverting back you know, to their uh, preconceived uh, notion. Uh, yeah, so a real key part of that is really, you know, setting forth key analytic assumptions and constantly checking and rechecking them against um, their analysis. Uh, th this would be actually very, very important to actually ensuring that their final analytic assessments um, and conclusions are actually uh, are, are actually solid and not rooted in false premises or or or, or, uh, or anything else incorrect that way. Um, and ultimately, th this practice not, not only will provide a better final analytic product, uh, but will also provide a more comprehending understanding of the incidents that the analyst now then has from that point to carry forth in their future work. Yeah, that's really that's really something that I think we all need to to continue learning about. Um, being able to recognize that unknown variables that we hadn't previously considered enough aren't just anomalies but in many cases they are the root cause or a contributing factor to something that we don't understand and by exploring it i think is what you're saying is we expand our own knowledge and our own ability to see things that maybe were we previously didn't see as well as we should absolutely yeah, yeah. Uh, wow, that was deep. That was good. Uh, let's talk about something more fun. Let's talk about question number five, which is our final question. Can you tell us what is a piece of retro technology that makes you smile? Oh, absolutely. Um, when I was a child and, and, and young in age, um, Coleco's Telestar uh, was my game of choice. And back then, for people that might not know what Coleco's Telestar was, um, it was a very primitive video game, which basically essentially had um, two paddles and a ball that popped back and forth, back and forth on the, sh on the screen. Um, Coleco was smart enough to say, hey, we can make many games out of this simple formula. Um, so they had a hockey game where the paddles you try to score, a tennis game just going back and forth like a paddle, or you can do it independently doing a kind of like breakout without breaking the actual wall by what they call handball. So I, uh, I, I still enjoy this game and, and I have a friend that has it. So I, I still play every now and then. <laughs> Love it. Thank you. For, thank you very much for sharing. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you on. Uh, I think that some of the things that we talk about might actually require a little deeper discussion. Uh, but Emilio, again, thank you for your time. Uh, for those of you who know, and for those of you who don't know, the CyberPro Podcast generally posts two to three episodes every week. We strive 
to get varying viewpoints and perspectives because as we are all aware, cybersecurity means a different thing to a different person. So we wanna uh, do the best that we can to share and educate so that we can all protect what's important to us. Emilio, thank you again for your time. Be well. Thank you for having me.